You are listening to a Natural Products Insider Podcast. With Sandy Almendares, Editor-in-Chief. Brought to you by Supply Side West, November 6 through 10 in Las Vegas. Welcome to a Supply Side West edition of the Healthy Insider Podcast. I am Sandy, and on the phone, I have got Blake Ebersfall. He is the president of Nature Pro Scientific. Today, we are going to cover selection of a contract lab or a third-party lab that a finished product brand would use when they don't have all of the expertise or equipment in-house to conduct the necessary testing requirements on their products or raw materials. Blake's going to be speaking at the Supply Side West workshop, effectively partnering with the contract laboratory on Wednesday, November 7th at 1.30 p.m. at um, Supply Side West in Las Vegas. So if you like what you hear now, please sure that you sign up and attend that workshop. A little bit about Blake before we get started. He is, as I mentioned, the president of Nature Pro Scientific, but he has worked in production and quality assurance for the botanical and nutritional products for more than a decade. He has written several articles for Insider, and I there's, I feel like there's nothing that Blake can't cover. He's covered things from botanicals, CBD, heart health, uh, on contract labs, on GMPs. Uh, he is quite knowledgeable on many areas of the manufacturing process in this, uh, in this industry. Um, he has developed quality management systems based on food safety, ISO 9000, and GMPs, good manufacturing practices. Uh, he has directed clinical, preclinical, analytical chemistry and toxicology research. He has been the author advisor on more than 70 published studies, and he has established quality compliance initiatives, including ID Verified. So with all that, hi, Blake, and welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. Let's get into the contract labs. Um, so how can brands find potential labs to use and what methods are best to narrow down the list to the top candidates? Well, you know, it's, it's important to understand how, um, how critical test validity is for your product. And, you know, a lot of emphasis is placed on good manufacturing practices. And, you know, testing is part of GMPs, but it's, it's often overlooked. And, it's really important to make sure that you consider your test lab pretty much equal to any other supplier. And so you should go through an extensive qualification to make sure that your lab is is able to uh, provide valid test results on your samples. And, you know, I, I think because testing is sort of an assumed part of GMPs, it's not really talked about much. There's no, you know, one master list of accepted methods or accepted labs. And so, Manufacturers and marketers and distributors have a lot of responsibility uh, to take care of testing. And, you know, I think you really have to look at it in terms of uh, verifying as well as qualifying uh, not only labs, but their processes, their methods, uh, the validity of their results. And you can go through sort of a multi-step process. You know, first is to really understand, you know, the nuts and bolts of the lab. Are they one-stop shop or are they specialized in certain kinds of testing? Uh, how many years have they been in business? How many times a week do they run your method or a similar method uh, on different products? If it's not a regular test for them, then, you know, that, that could be a red flag. And really to understand, well, you know, 
what is it about your product that you know requires certain specifications you know why do you have to have uh, certain pathogens or certain contaminants listed on your specification and is the lab able to detect uh, down to the limit that's required on the specification but you know there's quite a few technical questions uh, around qualifying a lab and and there's no one one size fits all approach because the line of questionnaire qualification for say microbial contamination might be different than how you would qualify a lab that's testing for heavy metals for example because we're talking about two very very different types of things that we're that we're analyzing in the sample okay so the the processes would be different but um is there like a standard amount of time that a uh, uh, a brand can think about like how long is it going to be spending looking and researching a lab before it chooses a final partner you know say if it needs you know it's got a launch date of x you know how how when do they need to start in advance to look for that partner uh you know it can take several hours for somebody who's qualified uh to qualify a lab and you know there's a combination of things that you're looking for and so you might have to talk to more than one lab and you know really it's ideal to have uh, multiple labs to choose from versus if you're just talking to one and you say, okay, that's great, and they're, and they're fine. And so, you know, if you look at it from the viewpoint of you need to talk to several labs, you need to understand what they're doing, uh, you need to understand what methods they're using, it could take several hours per, you know, for every lab to, to qualify them. Okay, so I guess it depends on how much time you can devote several hours per lab in your, your work week and, you know, what your personnel is, is doing in addition to this that's right and and so you know some some are more no, slam dunk and, and quicker if they're specialized in a certain type of uh test or or if you have familiarity or expertise uh in the type of testing but for many companies who don't have testing expertise in-house uh, it can it can be quite a chore yeah i mean from how you're speaking it seems like someone definitely these these companies need to have technical expertise in-house regardless so they can properly yeah qualify absolutely and and because you have to know what you're looking for and what what questions to ask of the lab uh, because there is no you know one size fits all qualification for for every single lab so once you have that person in-house who can understand that stuff uh how do they do they need to go visit the lab in your opinion does it have to be an on-site audit involved to qualify or can a paper audit suffice it, it really depends on your, the type of test that you're doing you know if it's a routine test that the lab is specialized in and they have uh they've been audited uh under the scope of ISO 17025 and they're dedicated to analyzing say only heavy metals then you know I, I think and they and they're able to share and, and be transparent about the information then maybe you don't have to uh, visit them necessarily but certainly there's a lot of information that can be used for qualification you know before actually visiting and in a lot of cases you know with transparent labs we can we can do a proper qualification without actually visiting well, that's good. No. Um, so let's say you've you've selected your lab and you're happy with them, but you know you you still can't be 100% sure. How often should a, a brand audit its current lab partner? Well, really good quality, internal quality practices dictate that you should perform an internal audit every year, and and part of that internal audit should be uh, your review of 
of of labs. And so, you know, at least on paper and internally, you should be reviewing your test results and your test method at least yearly. Now, whether you go to actually do a formal audit of the entire operation on a periodic basis, a lot of that is based on, you know, your risk assessment, uh, how critical the results are for the operation of your business and, and your quality management system. But at least continually, you should, your, your quality manager should be reviewing trends as far as uh, results and, and investigating any outliers or, or out-of-spec results on a regular basis. And then, obviously, if there's something there to trigger further investigation or audit, that's when you, you know, start to get into the details and, and perhaps uh, schedule an in-person audit. And when is it time to end a partnership with the, your current third-party lab? Well, it really comes down to, you know, transparency and, and, you know, sharing of information. And at first, it's qualifying the method and making sure that your results are reported correctly and uh, you have all the information on the test reports. But, you know, ultimately, it comes down to, on a regular basis, are they able to show validity of the method? Are their test results consistent? Are you doing, you know, proper qualification? And if, if at any time you're getting conflicting answers or the data doesn't appear right and they're not investigating uh, outliers or out-of-specification results properly, then that's when it's time to consider ending the partnership. But it's also important to remember that just because you don't agree with the results or that the results are constantly out of spec doesn't mean that the lab isn't performing their job uh, and their duty to, to get accurate results. And so it's important to understand that you can't just end a, uh, you shouldn't just be ending your, your partnership based on results that you don't like. So that's where it gets really important into qualifying and validating, sending certified reference materials to the lab to test them, sending blinded lot samples of the same uh, lot to, to measure their consistency, you know, and trying to detect any uh, potential issues around cutting corners or taking shortcuts that, that, that can happen sometimes. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Blake, for joining me today on this podcast and giving a little preview of what you'll be speaking at at Supply Side West in November. Thanks again for your time, and, and I appreciate it and look forward to Supply Side. Great. And we hope everyone listening will be able to attend as well. For more award-winning podcasts from industry experts, go to insider.com and click in the podcast section. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts by searching Healthy Insider Podcast. Hit subscribe to never miss an episode. To join the conversation about the supplement industry, leave a comment on the podcast's Twitter, Facebook, or SoundCloud accounts. This episode has been brought to you by Supply Side West, November 6th through 10 in Las Vegas.